this and they put you through the mill into injury time almost lost the cup and you win it the new european champions the treble the dream come true for you oh, i can't believe it i can't believe it football by the hell Hello everyone. So, welcome to the fifth episode of the podcast, Football Bloody Hell. Uh, this is your host, Prashant Tiwari, and I, with me, I have Andrea. Hi, Andrea. Hello. Hi. Well, uh, this has been a, a very awkward game week for me. Uh, how, is, how is the game week for you been, Andrea? Um, I think awkward is um, putting it very mildly. Huh? Um, <laughs> I think for both of us. <laughs> An absolute shit show for me. Oh yeah, 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 absolute shit show. Yeah, I, I just can't believe that the team which gave me nearly ninety points in game in game week one gave me measly fifty something in game week two, um, and that that's good because I mean before yesterday I I was at twenty two with only Liverpool players to go, and Crystal Palace players who were obviously red card magnets. <laughs> and so, this I think this week was summed up by one man like either you had him or you had didn't have him Astaju Aguero it was so frustrating yeah I guess it was and um, yeah I didn't have him so I didn't even have the option of captaining him to be honest I didn't want to rage transfer him in um, because with Pep is is really a relay if he's going to start or not and if I transferred him and he started on the bench, I would be really cross. So I guess, you know, I took the short end of the stick here, but it doesn't matter really. Um, it's it's what they say, it's a marathon, not a sprint, right? Yes. Uh, for me, uh, this, was, this week was even worse than uh, by the end of Sunday, I just had 17 points and I felt like <laughs> my season is already over. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, just like you, Liverpool players came up for me. Salah came up and then gave me sixteen points. But I had one Visaka coming off the bench, so very good one Visaka. Thank you for minus two. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh, I was lucky to put him quite far in the on the bench. <laughs> Actually, last time I had put him third on the bench, and that fucker had given twelve points. So I thought, you know. I know, I know. It's yeah, I, it's just really frustrating. And uh, apart from him, I think I had uh, well, you were saying this earlier. I had Alexis Sanchez as my captain, and then I thought he would do something. And wow, what happened? He didn't travel. He was injured. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. And uh, David De Gea again for me. United in a very bad performance. Well, Robertson got seven points, so that's good. Mendy stood yeah. out for me, eight points. Uh, but the uh, FPL uh, people uh, stole one one assist from him, so I'm really pissed. And then all these players who didn't perform, like Aubameyang, it was so frustrating to see that day when he missed those two sitters. Like I felt, yeah. why? Why is it happening to me? <laughs> yeah, I'm ho- I'm hoping he can regain his form and and just go back to his good old self, like. 
my, I think the worst players on my team, if we don't count any Crystal Palace players, um, will be Mares and King. I think those two, I, I'm really losing patience with Mares. I don't even know why I put him in there. Uh, <laughs> and then Obama Yang, I think we don't need to speak about that again. And I'm hoping he's going to regain his form against uh, when, when he starts having these better fixtures. And um, Rolls, I guess I don't expect much from him. And Pickford, Pickford, I'm losing patience with this guy. Didn't everyone say that he's the best goalkeeper ever or something at the World Cup? And no, he's not. Like, I'm just so annoyed that, that he just... Ugh. He is expensive. Five million is a lot for a player who can't keep a clean sheet against Wolves and Southampton. I'm not saying they're shit or anything, but I think if you're trying to compete with the big dogs, then try and keep a clean sheet against newly promoted teams, you know? Um, I agree, but then uh, you should not have gone with Pickford. I think the, in the last episode, you had told that you were on Patricio, I think, and then I don't know why you went to... Yeah, I know, I changed. But the thing is, it's good that I removed that guy either. The thing is, I was at Ederson, and then someone on Twitter told me, oh, Ederson's wife will have a baby soon, so he will not play. Why did I listen to that person? I don't know. And the thing is, I I could have I could have had who was it for six million that I had on my I, I don't know some front player had six million, and I don't know it, it's that that's cost me a lot of points and I'm really angry about that. I could have had at least twenty extra points if it didn't. Yeah, I'm I'm really angry. About it. I would have been 40 points better off if I had chosen Aguero over, over my aunt. Yeah. But to be honest, if I had Aguero, I wouldn't captain him. So I thought Aubameyang would come good, good against a new Chelsea defence, but then I don't want to talk about to it. To be I honest, guess. I'm not impressed by Chelsea at all. They won two games. They haven't. I, I haven't seen them much, but what I've seen, they haven't looked like that good team that we used to see when they were winning titles. They they just they don't seem the same, um, you know they were fine. Yeah, I but I think it's a bedding in period of Sari. I think he'll get it right in a couple of weeks or maybe well, I a mean, month. Yeah, he's done really well. It's a new manager. You know, players need to um, need to get used to him, his style of play, and um, yeah, I, I I'm sure that that things will pick up. Of course, um, but I mean he he won two games, so you can't ask really. Um, anything more than that. <laughs> so, that's six points in the bag. Exactly. And uh, So, should we start with the game week? Like, uh, what did we learn from this game week and all? Become well, big points. Yeah. What I've learned from this game week is not to listen to Twitter people. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the best advice ever. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't mean mean in a mean way. I, I mean it in People say that, you know, saying go with your gut is just something stupid. But I think it's true. I think every time when I've done something that I wanted to do for me, I've done, I, I, I did it well. And um, I, I think I should just listen to myself and keep my decisions for myself. Try not to be um, persuaded against them. 
And yeah, I think I should just stick to that. And obviously I'm going to take, I'm going to take advice from FPL community because I think everyone there is working really hard to provide help to everyone. I think people are really amazing. Um, but I just think everyone should stick to what they want to do. I don't think everyone should take into account what someone on Twitter says, because I, I, I don't know if you remember that guy who said, oh, I did so shit because I listened to Partridge on Twitter or something like that. And that was just such a stupid comment because nobody made you listen to anyone. You just go with what you want to do. People will give you advice because they're nice. They don't have to do that. And you decide to listen to them or you don't decide to listen to them. And that's it, I think. I think that's very true because at the end of the day, it's your team. You are going to make the final decision. And then exactly. if, you it, if you fuck it up, then stop being a wimp and then stop giving excuses like, Exactly. I think there are a lot of people on Twitter who are going out of their way to help everyone provide all this useful information like FPL Academica, um, like, you know, all these podcasts we are doing and other people as well. Um, I, I, I mean that people are really trying to help everyone and there are still people out there who will be ungrateful for it. And uh, I, I, I hope I don't sound ungrateful sound ungrateful myself i'm not i'm i'm just saying that what you said that every it's it's our team at the end of the day and we should be the ones who decide what's going to happen in it and i'm sure that a lot of fpl managers and twitter providers and everyone in the community would agree with us about this yes and but i think you can't change such people they're always there and then the grumpy old men <laughs> the grumpy Twitter warriors, you can just move on. Yeah. Just ignore them for now. Absolutely, I agree. Yeah. For me, what did we learn is, uh, don't go with your gut. I went with my gut on Sanchez and then... <laughs> yeah, but I, you did it. No, no, you only did it to prove me something. I remember that tweet when you were like, oh, yeah, look at this. And I was like, don't be so stupid. And you still did it. So I guess sometimes you should listen to Twitter advice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that that really backfired, and then well, I don't Sanchez... really think you had a gut telling you Sanchez will do well. Nobody really does that. Come on. <laughs> but like, there's this thing like you want the, you really want the player to do well, and then you like you cheer for him, and then you know. Yeah, but he he hasn't really shown anything since he joined United that he's a good FPL asset. I think what he has shown is that he's overpriced and unreliable in my opinion. And that's why. I think, yes, FPL-wise, he is not shown to his true capabilities yet. That's true. I think if he cost, uh, like, Pogba or something, fine. But he was, he's like 10.5 million. Come on. You've got to be kidding me. Let's move on to the Game Week 2 fixtures. Yeah. It was Cardiff and Newcastle. That was a pretty boring nil-nil game. And until the end when... Missed penalty or something, and then that that was it. Yeah, I mean, I don't think we need to even mention that game because people just had headaches um, about remembering. <laughs> I I'm, I'm just really annoyed that they even showed that game. Um, <laughs> Actually, I was I watched part of that game thinking Ralph will do something because I had never seen Ralph in my real life. Like I'd, I had no, I had seen no image of him. No. And then I saw Ralph for the first time on TV. <laughs> I agree. I don't even know how the guy looks like. 
Um, I watched it because I was at home and I didn't really have any plans. But I, I, I know I started like, can I just do something else? Anything. <laughs> um, and then, but the thing is, um, my boyfriend has Bobby Reed in his team and then he came off the bench later and then he didn't want to switch it off because he was like, I want to see how Bobby Reed's playing. So something similar to why you chose to watch Rolls. So, <laughs> um, yeah in the next game I Everton versus Southampton that was a good one like I didn't watch it but I watched the highlights Everton were the 2-1 winners um, that was a that was a 3pm match I think and yeah Richard, like he scored one assisted one uh, did he assist one I don't know who Richarlison I think oh. scored one right? I don't think he assisted it was Walcott who scored one and assisted one um, yeah oh, fucker I hate him <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He has burned me last season so much. So, and uh, I think from this game, Southampton Danny Ings is a very good option at five point five. Yeah, I think so. I I brought him in for King. I lost my um patience with King, so I brought Ings, and uh, that um that left some funds, so I can upgrade uh, Townsend to uh, Richarlison. But Richarlison will inevitably uh blank next game week because I just brought him in. I, I didn't watch the Leicester game, but uh, Vardy was red-carded and then Madison scored. I heard Madison, Madison was quite good, so he's an option at 6.5. I thought so too, but I would worry since Vardy is out that he will have any kind of opportunities. And um, I don't know who they're playing next week, but they're playing Liverpool the game after, the week after. And um, that might be quite a tough game for them without Vardy. Um, next, next week, they are playing Southampton away, actually. Okay. And then, yeah, and then Liverpool after that. So, I guess Southampton will try and fight quite a lot because they only have one point from two games and they will try and get some points out of this match. So, I don't see this one as a high-scoring game. That's true. And then... Uh... Moving on to the uh, moving on to the next game, uh, we had Spurs versus Fulham. That was good. Like Spurs played well, but Fulham actually equalized a one-one from from Mitrovic, and then well, Harry Kane scored in August, so that's the main talking point. Yeah. Move <laughs> so, on. <what? laughs> Nothing to add to the Harry Kane story. Well, I mean, he scored, and the thing is, what I don't understand is. He misses such chances in every game and he still manages to get all the bonus points. I don't understand what their system is like. Why doesn't why don't other players who score more goals or something and miss fewer chances don't get um bonus points? I I don't know, but I guess you know fair for people who captain him, they were quite lucky with that. I mean that was that was a huge gamble and it paid off, let's say. Well, I think uh, Mark Sudans always had Harry Kane in his team, so he gets the bonus point. Can't argue with him, can you? Yeah. <laughs> true, true, true. And then West Ham, uh, West Ham Bournemouth game, where I had King and that King again did nothing and again Wilson scored. It's so frustrating to see your striker, you know, blank. Yeah. Yeah. And he's being, I think Wilson is being uh, massively transferred in now, and Wilson. I, I don't know. Wilson was Wilson has burnt a lot of managers last season with his hat trick, and then when they brought him in, he didn't do anything for ten weeks something. And then I don't trust 
Facebook will send. I won't bring him in. No, no, me neither. I, I don't think I'll ever have a Bournemouth attacker in my team. <laughs> well, interestingly, Arnautovic scored. Many people had him. He scored from the spot. Yeah, but that's it. I don't know. West Ham don't look very good. And I think the reason might be that um, Pellegrini is starting all these new signings together. I think that's quite... Um, I mean, it's quite tricky because they don't really know each other yet. They haven't played much together. I think he should have eased the new signings into it. Not by putting five new players in the team at the same time. Um, I completely agree. So many new players and then there is no chemistry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You build the chemistry. Like like at Liverpool, you never see Klopp put all this... Like, he, he wouldn't put Shakiri, Fabinho, Keita everyone at the same midfield, you know? Um, so, so, I think he, they should have been eased into it. It would be much more beneficial for West Ham. Um, they looked actually quite uh, composed in the game week one when um, they played Liverpool. Um, I think for the first, until the first goal, of course. I mean, you could really see that they, they didn't uh, leave a lot of spaces and uh, they defended really well. But then, I think after the first goal, they kind of opened up and uh, they started being a bit more messy and everywhere. And it was, I think, coming on for them, like after 1-0, they had to go and, you know, their midfielders started running up the pitch and then yeah, yeah. And they ran right behind them. Exactly, exactly. But let's let's not dwell on that game anymore. Um The Chelsea-Arsenal one was very interesting, but that was good for me. Like, I, I really enjoyed that game. It was swinging one way uh, from one way to another and Chelsea started so brightly Alonso I should have taken that guy he, that guy plays like a striker yeah. who has like who gets four bonus points for every clean sheet <laughs> I agree I, I agree I, I think Alonso is a really good shout uh, but I'm still avoiding Chelsea players until my wild card and um, I will probably not wild card until like October or November. I don't see the need to do it unless, of course, something really happens with my team and I'm, I, I need to do it. But yeah. Yeah. Lots of wildcard questions have come uh, in our Twitter questions. So we'll discuss the wildcard in detail uh, in the later, latter half of the pod. Uh, so the next game was, <laughs> it was Sunday and then came the City game. Oh my God. Why did that game happen? Kun Aguero scoring a hat trick. I know. I was, yeah. I, I. The thing is, I don't really like seeing smaller teams, um, like Huddersfield, getting destroyed like that. I, I just think City. I think City love to do that. Just love to show off. I guess. I mean, they did it last <laughs> season. Wasn't it Stoke seven nil or something? I think I, it was uh, Watford or something. Yeah, Stoke also seven two and Watford six nil or something. They do it every yeah. year. Just, yeah, just, you know, stop after five. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I watched that game in whole because I had Mendy and then I was so happy when he gave the assistant. But every Kunaguero goal was a dagger to my heart because I knew oh, he had yeah. captained by so many people and he had this 33% ownership. And I was like, fuck this game because already over. <laughs> I don't really worry so early. Um, uh, so early in the season because we can still make up for it. Um, I I just um, yeah I'm I'm not 
you know, it was great that for other managers to have had him as a captain. I'm I'm really happy for them. But I as I said, I, I don't really worry so much about that. Um I was um yeah, of course I was I was disappointed. I mean, because I had such shit game week, you can't not feel sorry for yourself. Exactly. Um, um but yeah, I think the the problem is that I mean Sterling Sterling started on the bench, Sane started on the bench, Mara started on the bench. You can't really know which player will start with Pep. And and that's what really, really annoys me. I don't really want to pay eleven million for a player who can or or, or cannot be benched any you know given weekend. And I just think that's too much. People say thirteen million is too much for Salah because he doesn't score penalties. I'm sorry, for me, eleven million is too much for a player who like Sterling, who will find himself on the bench at any given moment. Um, I think Aguero will probably get more minutes than anyone thinks. So so I think he's probably relatively safe bet. Um, um but to be honest, I'd rather give um my spot for an expensive premium striker to Aubameyang. I, I still have faith in him and I believe he'll do it. If he doesn't, I'll give him two easier games. If he doesn't, I'm going to drop him for Aguero. I think that's a fair deal. I think that that's fair enough. But I had Bernardo Silva as well in the team and then he started as a right wing back, surprisingly. And then he was, for the first hour, when he played as a right wing back uh, and David Silva plays as a playmaker, then Bernardo Silva was nowhere to be seen. It was so frustrating. And then David Silva played so well. Yeah. Two points from Bernardo. It felt so bad, you know, like having a city attacker and he did nothing the whole game. I agree. I think I think Mkhitaryan might be a better option for similar price um, as a midfielder. But I guess, you know, you, you want to have um, city coverage and it's really, really hard. To just, I, I think ideally you would want Ederson, Mendy, and Aguero, and that that would be what I would choose. That's the three City players I would prefer to have in my team. Exactly, I was thinking of doing the same thing. Uh, if David De Gea doesn't, you know, give me any more clean sheets, I I might switch to Ederson because that day he he scored one that freak assist. What was that from the goal kick directly to Aguero? Wow. Yeah. yeah. I was really I didn't I didn't know about the rule that goal kicks can't be offside because I think it's a bit stupid if free kicks can be offside if everything you know there's a free kick from the nearly the same position as a goal kick and it it, it just doesn't really make sense because but I guess it's a rule so fine <laughs> and then uh... Huddersfield scored. I vibed it if they had to lose by six goals. They costed me a clean sheet from Mendy. Four points again lost there. <laughs> yes, I I do feel bad for those four points, but I'm kind of happy for Huddersfield um, because for them it, it means a lot to score goals the goal against a team like Manchester City. Um, Fuck Huddersfield, I hate them. They defeated us 2-1 last season. It was so annoying. <laughs> oh, come on. I really like them. Um, I, I, feel, I felt really bad that City really embarrassed <laughs> us. That. And, um, but yeah, I, I think it's really hard because that, that's a very... Man City have a really 
really high tempo and smaller teams are not used to dealing with that and um, I mean Hammer had 12 saves or 9 or something and then he he gifted a goal I think a couple of goals yeah but the thing is you know everyone says he was crap he hasn't been brilliant but think about this he was facing so many shots on target that that was just ridiculous. And he was bound to lose concentration at some point and collapse. And I, I, of course, he's not the best goalkeeper. And I know what a bad goalkeeper is, being a Liverpool fan. <laughs> but but I, I just don't think anyone can really put all the blame on the poor guy. I felt bad for him because he did start relatively well. He saved some really tough shots. And had a lot of saves as well and I just felt bad for him. I'm not saying he's a good goalkeeper or he's not to blame, but I think people are too harsh on him. Nobody really expected that Huddersfield will, I don't know, keep a clean sheet or something. I think it was the law of averages last time around when they kept a nil-nil clean sheet uh, at, at the hard, uh, hammering was incoming this time. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess, I, I, I really felt bad. I, I knew that, I mean, they, they, kept, they kept the clean sheet uh, last season but I guess they were they were really in need of points so it's a bit different they had much less pressure now uh, and then in the next game Brighton versus United or oh, just move on shit show yeah okay we don't have to talk about that don't Burnley go. Watford nothing to add there uh Burnley Watford well uh I I was like a lot of people had been uh, have been asking me should they take Burnley defenders this was this is the reason why I said Avoid them for now because they had a Europa League match on Thursday where they played for yeah. 120 minutes and then they came to but play they on Sunday. They rotated completely. I think, I, I know, yes, they rotated, rotated completely, but still, like, I don't know. That doesn't, and they have Joe Hart as keeper, so well, you know my opinion on Joe Hart, and I will not take a defense which has a Joe Hart as keeper. So. Yeah, I, I don't think we'll see much of Watford scoring this many goals, honestly. Like, but we'll see. I might be wrong. Crystal Palace, Liverpool. Yes, that was the most awaited game of the whole season for the Salah captainess, I guess. I know, I know. And I, to be honest, he didn't maybe score a hat-trick, but I was happy with his two assists. I mean, I, I, I don't mind that he scored, that he didn't score. He, he was involved in two goals, on both goals. And um, yeah, good, good. 18 points in the end, I'll take it. <laughs> I, I am so relieved that he didn't take the penalty because I was sure he was going to miss it and my game week game would have been fucked by zero points. I agree. I agree. I, I felt the same. And I was I was happy that Milner took it in the end. It would be better if Mane took it. but Of course, you had Mane. So. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I think Mane is a must-have at the moment. I don't know. Got ten yeah. points in the end. Like for what? He missed so many chances, so many miss passes and all. But he, he, his ownership is very scary, and he contributed. What? How many points? He was sixteen last game week, and ten this game week. Twenty six points. It's a lot. That's that's in total. That's more than Aguero in those two game weeks. That's true. Uh, if you have put it in that fashion, then yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, more than, uh, it's more than Aguero for sure, but 
you know let's see so uh, for now we have uh, some twitter questions so should we start with that yeah yeah i'm happy to yeah i was quite happy with the with the number of questions we received and um it it really shows um how nice the the whole twitter community is and i i really enjoy helping out as much as i can or at least providing my own advice um Guys, uh, thanks a lot for everyone uh, for giving your Twitter questions here because uh, it, yeah, the, our page is a new page on Twitter and then within a day, so many questions, so much love and so many retweets, comments. It was really, really good to, you know, uh, to be a part of this community and then really thankful for the support. I guess I'm short of words now. Okay. Uh, the first question we have uh, got is from FPL McFadden. I, I apologize for any mispronunciations, but yeah, FPL McFadden, he's asking, uh, who has more chances of starting once Hazard starts to play regularly? Do you think Hazard will play in the middle and William and Pedro on the wing? So what's your view on that, Andrea? Well, I see that I think possibly Pedro will get more points um, uh, more minutes, sorry, um, than William. I think Pedro has been on really good form, and um, I, I think he he will be starting next to Hazard. Um, I I think so. I I I'm not really sure about um, the formation uh, as I'm not really following Chelsea that closely. But maybe if you can answer that part. <laughs> well. Uh... I did. Uh, I watched both of their games, and then what I've uh, read till now is Sari plays with a central striker, like a big man who can hold the ball. Morata is not good at holding the ball, but he's doing his part. And then he, I think, with the goal he scored last game, he has Sari's support and trust for now. So he'll definitely start. Hazard should start. And then, as you said, because Pedro was uh, involved in. Both the games heavily. He played 90 minutes against Arsenal and 80 against uh, Huddersfield. I, yeah. think, I think he has the right wing spot uh, nailed for him for now at least. I agree. I agree. Uh, so, we'll move on to the next question. Uh, yeah. This is from uh, Vishnu Khanna uh, at the rate V for Vanadium. So, he's asking, I think it's a very similar question like once Hazard plays, who warms the bench? Murata, Villian or Pedro? I think we have already answered that question to, for Vishnu. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but he has one uh, doubt that he wants to swap Alexis Sanchez and Johnny of West, uh, Wolves. So he's asking, should he go for Alexis to Pedro? Or should he go for Alexis to William or directly Alexis to Hazard? What do you say? I honestly think that currently the good defense is a key to a good game week. Um, so I would probably go for Alexis and Johnny to Pedro and Alonso. What do you think? Uh, I think yes. Uh, I think uh, Alexis to Johnny to Pedro to Alonso is a good one because Alonso is a defender with lots of attacking potentials. You, in a way, you have two Chelsea attackers and yeah. they are facing Newcastle and Bournemouth not very uh, not very good defensive team, so I think both of them can be a really good pick for this game week. I agree. I agree. And then, okay. and then next we, question. And then the next question. FPLTT. Yeah. Uh, you want to read the question? Go ahead, now. Yeah. Sure. 
Um, do you think having at least two six million plus premium defenders is now essential? I think that the answer should be yes. I think uh, having two or maybe even three, like the way the defenders. Are I agree. Right I agree. At least two. I think that the answer should be yes here. I think Mendy uh, as one of them and potentially Robertson as the other. Yes, I have both of them, uh, and I think you also have both of them, right? Yeah, yeah, I do. And that I have seen defenses with Mendy, Robertson, and Alonso. That is a dream defense for me. That would be like I don't know, wow. Yeah, I think I'm thinking on my wild card. I will go for Alonso. I I think I I want him now. <laughs> um, but so so that's why I think Maris will suffer. He's gonna go down, and then probably Shaw will go up to Alonso. Well, that's a good option, I think, Alonso. All three of them, if they keep their form, then they are excellent choices at the price range. Yeah, I agree. I think Maris to Pedro and then Shaw to Alonso would be a good. Um, good uh, that's a good way, actually. In the next two game weeks, also you can do that. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I, I, I definitely want to get rid of Maris, so, <laughs> so I think Pedro will be his sub. Or you can get Bernardo and then you have some City coverage as well. So, yeah, you can see about that. Yeah, he plays too deep at the moment. I mean, a right wing back, I'm not really sure I would want to go down that rope. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, so next question we have from Fantasy Gump. Thank you, uh, thank you, mate, for asking this question. Uh, he has said that uh, I had two free transfers and chose to go for Doherty out, Alonso in, and Joshua King out and Danny Ings in. What are your, what are our thoughts on that? So, what do you do? What do you say about those transfers, Andrew? I think it's a good choice, um, especially given that he also wrote that he was considering King out, Kamara in, Schneiderlin out, Mkhitaryan in. Uh, but I think the first option is better because you want to have your defense very, very expensive premium, and. King was just the space waster for now, Deadwood. And I think Ings might might do well for at Southampton. I think um if if he's given a chance, he will prove that he's worth it. Yes, I think what, he scored a goal also in the last match from a corner and then even in the match before against Burnley, actually I saw the match of the day and then he was really impressive. Even the pundits there were telling how he came and changed the game on for Southampton, and he was a focal point. Everything was like revolving around him. So then, uh, next question is for from FPL Brick Squad uh, at the rate Adam FPL. Thank you, Adam, for asking the question. This question is a very short one, actually. Uh, should we should we keep Zaha or Zaha or Arni? What do you? Say? Um, so I think that's a tricky question, honestly, because Arnie is more consistent, but given how not very convincing West Ham have been so far, and I think Palace look much better, I would probably opt out, opt for Zaha now uh, at this particular moment, but that can obviously change depending on the form Crystal Palace will be in after a few game weeks. What do you think? Mm, well, it's a tricky one, isn't it? Like, Arnie is more explosive. Like, he can give you a hat-trick any game week. Uh, or even yeah. a goal against a top six team. But Zaha, I was really impressed by him last night against Liverpool when he... Like, anything good that happened on the pitch for Liverpool came from Zaha. So, I think 
that's that's a good sign for me. If he can do against a tight defense like Liverpool, he can do uh, it against the shit teams like whatever he faces next. So I think <laughs> no, really, like even in the first game he scored one goal and then he gave me five points. So I was happy with him. A seven million attacker, I can't ask for more. No, I I agree. I think both team. I think both of them will score similar points during the season. I at the end, I think they're. They might both have around ten goals or a bit more, maybe if if they have a good season. But uh, in the coming upcoming fixtures, Palace face Watford, Southampton, Huddersfield, Newcastle, all small teams, and unfortunately, West Ham face the likes of uh, Arsenal and Everton and Chelsea later. So it's, I think Zaha wins this one. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Zaha wins this one. Uh, then our friend FPL Gaffer from Twitter asked a question. Uh, thank you, Gaffer. He's asking, guys, my question for you is: follow. That's a very interesting question, actually. Following Aguero's hat trick versus Huddersfield, is now the right time to bring him in if you don't have him, or have we seen the best of him already? Yeah, that's. Um, I, I I thought about this question um, for a while. And uh, I don't think we have seen the best of him already, honestly. I think o- o- Aguero will have many amazing moments. Um, however, I don't think that rage transfers in or out ever work. Well, re- they rarely work out. Um, I think I-, I would love to find space for Aguero, but I will not uh, destroy my whole team, take several hits to accommodate him. Um, I, I, so I, I think it's really a, a hard question. I wouldn't also sacrifice Aubameyang just to get Aguero in because I think Alba is, is more nailed on, and um, I, I think his time will also come. What, what do you think? Well, uh, now about the rage transfer thing, you don't appear. You remember last time when Harry Kane scored the hat-trick against Burnley and then he scored again against Southampton the very next week? Yeah. Uh, I think he, Aguero has the potential to do that and I couldn't bear uh, to watch him score another hat-trick and, and not have, in my t- have him in my team because it would have been like so frustrating. So, I brought him in in place of Sanchez. You, you did? Oh... I had to. Sanchez was injured and then I thought, you know, I had two options. Either go Mane or Aguero, but I had Salah for Liverpool. So, I thought, you know, just go for Kun. He's Kun. He will do it. Aguero, <laughs> I don't know. Well, if you didn't have to take many hits, uh, I mean, that was a no-brainer for you. I think, you, yes. I, I think, think uh, with a minus four, I did that. So, it was not a big deal. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a good choice. Yeah, but I, I, I'm here when I say taking hits to accommodate. I mean, you know, minus twelve or something. Oh yes, um, actually, I almost took a like you know, I almost you know went for the wild card because I was so sad that Sunday. But after talking to a lot of people, I thought no, let's take a minus four, let's bring Kun first, then Vinci. I agree. Yeah, I, I think he will be a good option. I just can't. I, I hope that Pep doesn't rotate him as much when I decide to bring him in. I don't care if he gets benched next game week, to be honest. But I think <laughs> Wolves have been shit. Like, not shit, but they have been not really good uh, defensively. So, he can, again, score a couple of goals. You never know. So, I have brought him in. But the thing is, I've seen Wolves-Everton game and I actually quite admired Wolves. I think they were quite good. 
Um, I I think there will be one extremely tough team to play um, because they they have that kind. Of, they are compact. I know that the from their the four goals they conceded. It doesn't look like that, but I think that I don't know. Um, I I think that they are not as shit as people at the moment seem to think. Well, That's my opinion. I'm I'm not saying City will not have a field day. I'm just saying that people should maybe give them a benefit of a doubt. To I think I agree with that because it's just been two games. Maybe, you know, because they have a new team with so many new players coming in, they might take a couple of weeks to gel in, something like that. I agree. I agree. So, uh, can you go, go ahead and read our next question, Andrea? Um, yes. So, the next question is from Hesham, uh, who asks, uh, thinking about wildcard, and what do you think about Salah to Hazard transfer if he didn't perform today? So, that was asked yesterday. Yeah. Um, I think it's too early to wildcard personally, but... I that's for me. I think everyone has their own perfect time to wildcard and for me it's hard to say when that is for someone else. Um as for the other question Salah to Hazard I I you know my thoughts on that. I would never in a million years do that. <laughs> um I don't I think Hazard is good but I don't think he will reach Salah's points or or, or goals scored this season. That's my honest opinion, but I'm happy to listen to yours. <laughs> well, uh, the first part of the question he's asking should be wildcard. Well, Hesham, I actually came very, very close to hitting that button, but you know, when the time came, I just couldn't because it was just game week two and I didn't want to do that now. I talked to a lot of people and then they said, and then they said, if Change your team only when you feel like you know you are not happy with five, six, seven, or maybe eight players in your team. Before that, because yeah. because I had two free transfers left, so I could have taken a minus four and do something. So if you can do that, if you have trans free transfers left, if you can take a minus four and bring the player you want, that would be a good one. If, yeah. If your whole team is not performing and you are not happy with seven, eight players or something, then you can go and wild card, but still. I think it's a little bit too early. Maybe give it one more week. Or, I agree. Or at least till the international break. I don't know. I agree. I agree. Um, what about the other question? Uh, Hazard, Salah, well, even if Salah doesn't score for three game weeks, I will not remove him because of his uh, ownership. It's more than 50, 54% or something. And then I'm just so scared of him. Like, Next game week, he will be he will be my captain, and I'm, I'm sure he will uh, thrash Brighton. But you know, if he if you remove him and if he scores, that's the whole question again comes back to that same thing. If you remove him and if he scores, then you are fucked. I agree. I absolutely agree. And uh, Hazard is a good differential, but he is not an essential, in my opinion. Salah is made essential. Was made essential. When, uh, when he hit fifty percent ownership, I I think there is no other player um, that is as essential as Salah. Uh, I I will not be taking him out. I I think 
even though I didn't have the best game week, I think my team is good. I think it's balanced. I and to be honest, I've seen so many teams without Salah and they're missing something. And I don't know what it is. Probably Salah. <laughs> <laughs> but people were quite lucky so far because Mane has been doing all the dirty work. <laughs> yeah, but Mane is uh, Mane is capable of having a Salah-esque season, but. Will he be able to do that? I think Mane will have... I love Mane. Mane is an amazing footballer. And he can reach those levels. But I think he will... There will be periods when he will just not do it. And I think he will be more or less um, probably uh, inconsistent, let's say. I, I, I think inconsistent is harsh because currently he's been looking very consistent <laughs> and in every game that I remember he scored and that's for a few months now and he was the only player who scored for us in the Champions League final and I I think if Mane is on good form I can see him hitting over 20 goals and um, I think I would I would have him in my team I think he's a good player to have and he will definitely get goals Completely agree with you there, Andrea. And then let's move on to the next question. We have Ryan uh, with at the rate M twenty eight. Ryan, Ryan, thank you for your question. Uh, your question is: Is it worth now to consider Ozil with these new fixtures? Well, well, well. What do you say about Ozil, Andrea? Oh, um, well, I say that I like Ozil, but I am not really sure about his attacking returns i i think he's like 8.5 million or something yeah yeah he's in 8.5 yeah i think mikitarian is a better option for 7. Point something 7.0 i think yeah i think he's a better option if you're looking for um an arsenal midfielder what what do you think um well ozil is a world class player there's no denying the fact there but he has been Shitting for the last season and the, for the first two games also he was quite you know not there on the pitch like vanished and then I think uh, for Mikitarian who scored like, against Chelsea and then I assisted also once so he will have the confidence and I think if you're looking for an Arsenal coverage for the upcoming game week go for uh, Mickey because he's cheaper right so you can use that 1.5 million as, elsewhere exactly then uh, from our friend Mictavius. From Twitter, well, that's, that's the best of a lot. He asked, "What evil, what evil deed Sane has done to Pep during the summer that Pep is now inflicting revenge upon him for, uh, by leaving him on the bench for both game weeks?" That's a very good question and one I really don't have a good answer to. <laughs> I I just think maybe he thought he was not on form since since he didn't really play over the summer, but that. I, that, that's very arguable. I, I think he looked really sharp yesterday or whenever when, when he came on. So, I don't really know. Well, I read somewhere that, I'm not sure how true is this, but I read that even last season, before Mendy was injured, Sane was in and out of the team. Uh, but uh, because now Mendy is there, he can play that 3-5-2 or whatever he wants to play. And because Mendy does the role... If you have watched City's games, of, if any one of our listeners has watched full City game, you know that Mendy is playing more of a left winger than a left back. Yeah, that's true. So he doesn't yeah, want. 
he doesn't want Sane specifically. He can have someone like Sterling or David Silva or someone who can play inside and then Sane bombing down the left. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And then uh, moving on to the next question, we have uh, Ukam uh, Ukam Junior. Ukam Junior. Ukam, thank you for your question. You uh, your question was with the upcoming fixtures. I have got too soon for Mino. I am hoping to get rid of both of both of them to free funds for Alba because of Arsenal's next six game weeks. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah, um, but I think he can easily get rid of the two for Alba innings, and that's exactly the same. I think eleven million. I think that's a very very good uh, move in my opinion because Firmino has been. Not his Firmino best Firmino of last season, what we know. So you can go for Alba and then considering Arsenal's next six game weeks, having an Arsenal attacker is a must, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And uh, then, Andrea, you want to go ahead with the next one? Yeah. yeah. So, Bri or Bree asked King and Tossen out for Zaha and Arnie. I think possibly yes. What do you think? King and Tosun out for Zaha and Ani. Uh, King definitely for sure. Like okay, now that I have said it, he might score a goal against. <laughs> I know. Against Chelsea, and he can uh, rule all of us. But uh, from what I have seen till now, Zaha has been the best of all these four strikers that you have named, uh, Brian. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And uh, yesterday he uh, against Liverpool, he played in a front. Two with Banteke in a four-four-two system. So if you can go for Zaha, uh, it's a good one. Tosun, I'm not sure because uh, Charlison is there. So if you get if you get rid of Tosun, I would suggest you cover some some part of that money for yeah. Charlison because yeah, Everton have good attack. Like they are attacking team under Marco Silva and they have a very good set of fixtures. So I agree. Yeah. Okay. Um. Next question. Um. um at the rate FPL tea bag, well, thank you for your question, tea bag. You you have three questions, so we'll cover one by one. Yeah. Uh, first one is Hazard. Has Hazard become an essential? I think we have answered that already. Like he's a differential for now. Uh, so yeah, he's a differential, not an essential. I think if he hits really high percentage, he will become an essential, but not at the moment. Then uh, his second question is Pedro or Richarlison? Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tricky one, Andrea. Pedro or Richarlison? Uh, yeah, that I think my option. Yeah, it's a hard one. I think Richarlison is more nailed, but Pedro is probably on a better team. Um, I don't know. It's really hard. I I personally went for Richarlison, but. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's a very hard question. Guess, what do you think? But guess what? Who do you think I have in my team? You have Richarlison and Pedro, both of them. Oh, okay. Well then. <laughs> uh, well, I'm thinking Richarlison. I, as you said, Richarlison. It's very tough for me because Richarlison is a star man in his team, and then uh, if you take a player like, like who got the assist, uh, talisman theory is there. Well. You should look for players who are talisman in their team because most of the points are from that team come from that player mostly. So, yeah. So Richarlison, everything revolves around Richarlison in at Everton. Uh, he is a nailed-on starter, and then 
Pedro, well, he's a that's a tough one. I think you should go with your gut. I would I would suggest to go with Richarlison because he has better fixtures and uh, he's a you know at the heart of everything that Everton do. Yeah, I agree. Then the question. Yeah, that's the third one. He's now he is asking. FPL teabag is asking. Has the wild card rush begun too early? Yes, it has, I my think, friend. I think, yeah, I think we we established. That. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, it has. A lot of people have already pressed the wild card button. A lot of my friends that I know from the Twitter community have pressed it. And as I said before, if you do, if you don't think that you need to transfer out at least six or seven players, don't do it. Keep it for future. For the future, a tougher times may be there when you need it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Then we have the next question from FPL Madison. Same one, FPL Madison. He's asking, should I wild card? Now it depends on your team. As Andrea said before, if your team is in complete tatters right now, giving you like 10, 15 points, then you should. But I don't think it is right. So yeah, wait for it. Uh, give give your uh, team another chance, another game week, and then we'll see. Then you see where I've it goes seen, from there. I've seen a good tweet today. I, I think it was Gaffer's tweet. I'm not sure. I think it was. Where I read that if you have at least nine, eight to nine players you're happy with um, within your first 11, that there's, not, that there's really no reason to wildcard just yet. I think it's a very good advice. I, th- that's why I decided against wildcarding. I was quite happy with at least eight of my players. So... I think if you're happy with eight or nine, you can put your own set your own threshold. If you're happy with X amount of players, don't do it. However, if you want to change at least six players, go right ahead. What do you think? I think yes. If you think your six players are not doing anything, there's no point of holding the wild card and then again getting low points for the next game week. So. If you are yeah. not happy with six, seven players, or as, as Gaffer had said, if you are not happy with half, half of your team, then you know there's no point in that. So we'll move on. Yeah, we we'll move on. Uh, then the, you want to go ahead with the next one? Yeah. So uh, Bud asked uh, if uh, if there is again the competition for captaincy between Aguero and Salah for game week three, and um, because Brighton at home for Salah. And um, uh, and he, th- but he thinks that Brighton are much better defensively than Wolves. Um, you can answer this, and then. Yeah, well, you, they know your point by now that you are in the team Mo Salah, so you don't need to. I answer this. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I think, uh, but you can, I think you can go for Salah this week because Salah is at home, and then Brighton. United were bad. Brighton were not that good, to be honest. They are not that defensively good, especially away from home where they considered a lot of goals last season. I think they had one of the poorest records in the league. Also, in the away. Brighton conceded nine goals only to Liverpool. Oh, yes. <laughs> Brighton con- yes, That's the stats for you. Brighton conceded nine goals against Liverpool last season alone. So, don't think that they'll keep a clean sheet or there or something. It will be a riot again and then uh, on the contrary, as Andrea had mentioned before, like she watched the Everton Wolves game, and then, uh, as as she said, that Wolves they, they might seem that they are not very defensively sound, but 
they, they i think they won't be ragged like huddersfield 6-1 even if they lose they lose with some grace yeah i i agree i agree i don't think it's going to be 6-1 game i don't personally think that but i might be wrong but then again depends what you want to do i will personally go for sala you will probably go for sala too um i think i know a lot of people who will go for sala um so i i think choose whatever you think is best in the end so are you ready for the next question yeah so the next question is uh, from a ds that is uh, wise underscore cricket thank you ds for your question you're asking when does kane become essential and the second question is whose position hazard will take when he's back i think we have answered that one already before ds so your third question is kovacic whom do you think will he replace so we'll start with your first one yeah when does kane become essential andrea it's all on. yours <laughs> well uh if you don't know andrea doesn't take harry kane and she's not a big fan so yeah <laughs> and then i'll i'll bring harry kane for sure yes uh but when does he become essential for me i think his next few games are a tough one like next one he faces he faces united at old trafford where he has never scored before so i'm not betting him to do again i love that statistic and then uh he faces liverpool in a i think in a week after that uh one week after that i think uh he faces united in game week 3 and then watford away at game week 4 which is a which can be a good one for him and then he faces liverpool at home in game week 5 so for me he becomes an essential after the liverpool game uh, that is after game week 5 then he has brighton huddersfield cardiff west ham those are the four fixtures for which i will want harry kane in my team fair enough um so moving on yeah he asked um, one more question he has uh kovacic who do you think will he replace i think he has already replaced uh fabregas from the team i'm not sure like i i read Barkley. somewhere that he will replace ross barkley i i think he came for barkley that very game against arsenal if i'm not wrong yeah i think he came Yeah I think I think uh, that's I I read somewhere that uh, it will be Ross Barkley who he replaces uh longer term this season possibly yeah But at 6 million I don't think Kovacic is a FPL option like there are better players available at that price range Yeah he will be quite defensive especially if um, if if Kante will be moved uh, further forward So I don't know Yes and guys like if some of some of you if you missed the chelsea arsenal match kante at 5 million could be a real real bargain because he kept on bombing ahead and taking shots and everything and then you know we should at least keep a uh, watch on kante yeah. a, his role has changed in the sari system completely definitely and he's one player i i think i will ship rolls out for him <laughs> i think i'll do that too next week uh, if i have a spare transfer definitely yeah Then the next question is from our friend Oba underscore FPL. Thank you, Oba, for your question. We have he's asking. I am having an inner bat inner battle between Eriksson. No feet free transfer left. Stick or twist with Eriksson. Tempted to go for Mickey as Arsenal have better fixtures. But is Mickey worth minus four? 
what do you think about this andrea is mickey worth minus 4 i think that he should stick for now um but then i would twist if he blanks in game week 3 so i would probably say at the moment he's not worth minus 4 um but there is also quite a big chance that eriksen will uh blank against united because i see united taking this game very seriously and trying to come back from embarrassment over the weekend um so i wouldn't really be surprised that united win this one i think yes i think united will come back strongly in this one and their record against everton against tottenham has been really good i think tottenham have only won two times once again the david moyes era of course in old trafford since 1990 or something like that so i think uh, you can stick for arixen now but uh, from the next week when bicky as from the game week 3 game week 4 you can go on mickey and one advantage of that move is you get 1.5 million extra which you can spend elsewhere yeah yeah exactly then the last question for the day is from fpl has uh, has kibo i'm sorry if i pronounce it wrong as kibo uh with city in early kick off for saturday there could be a real scramble around league team news league team news around the deadline arrives yeah he's telling the, well he's basically telling that uh it's the first game on saturday so should we wait till the end before the team news arrives or the team news is leaked before making a transfer or something what do you say well i think um we we know with uh, the last game um with the last city game that we can't trust any of the leaks i at least will not So, oh yes, that that whole guardian gate, guardian scam. That was just stupid. Yeah, <laughs> if someone told me Aguero is definitely starting, I would probably go and rage transfer him in. <laughs> and that guy Jamie Jackson, he had written an article, a full article full of speculation that Aguero will be benched and all that, and yeah, it turned that. out to be It's very annoying. Yes. So I think that's it for the Twitter questions from us. Uh, for your questions, thank you very much for your questions, guys. And thank you so much. Now, and then now we move on to the next part, final part of the pod, where we talk about the game week three. Uh, so Andrea, how, what do you think? What are your plans for the game week three? Have you made any transfers to your team? I did make a couple of transfers. They were both free transfers. So I, um, I took King out for Ings, and um, I took. um Townsend out for Richarlison because I really wanted Richarlison it's not I I and it's just unfortunate that Richarlison had to go <laughs> uh sorry that Townsend had to go I think he's a good uh shout but he still hasn't started scoring well he probably will now that I got rid uh I think uh one player we should probably mention before we finish for today is Juan Bissaka Um I have him in my team and you have him in your team and uh, yes. I just like to um say that don't transfer him out because he's only suspended for one game so he will be back after next game week he can be your third sub for one week unless you have four of your players injured or something don't transfer him out I think he will be worth it later he was really good against liverpool and i think he should really stay 
yes i completely agree on that i was really impressed by the his commitment in both part of the field even defensively and attacking wise it was so good it was such a shame that he was red carded you know that. i agree yeah what are your plans for this week oh yes my plans uh, as you i had even i had to make transfers because of the scare of the price raise and then i might miss out on players yeah so i took out i had two free transfers left so i took first i took out bernardo silva because i had to because i wanted aguero in place of king so i was falling short of funds yeah so i got in uh, aguero in for king sanchez had to go i got pedro in for him and then i got rishalison in for bernardo silva three transfers very good <laughs> now let's hope they do something in the upcoming game week <laughs> yeah i don't have very high expectations anymore because that's just my luck <laughs> in the upcoming game week the some of the games are the games that you know everyone should keep an eye on wolves city of course i think because of city's so many attacking potentials yeah and then arsenal west ham i think because of oba's ownership and arnautovic's ownership i think i just hope that arsenal win by a big margin and oba plays a big big role yeah i agree and then apart from that liverpool brighton no brainer sala captain for me yeah definitely the one to watch <laughs> <laughs> then the be- i think the best game of the whole weekend is on monday night it's united versus spurs oh It's not going to be a high-scoring game. Definitely not going to be a high-scoring game. Uh, I think I think United will win it by two goals to nil. I guess I don't know. I'm just. I can easily see goalless draw written all over. <laughs> yes, Monday night football, and especially if you're watching in India, you're watching at one thirty, and then wow, you sleep at three o'clock after zero zero draw. Oh well, at least you're gonna go to bed really easily because the game will be such a nice lullaby. <laughs> that's what I'm scared of. That's that's, uh, that's great about United evening fixtures. Then <laughs> uh, uh, Newcastle Chelsea. I think Newcastle are looking shaky. Chelsea should win that. Uh, Bournemouth Everton should be a high-scoring one. Both of them don't like to defend. What do you say on that? Um, I I'm not really sure to be honest. It's it's probably I. It could be not not too high scoring, I guess, but there will be a couple of goals, probably each side or something. Yeah, and then there is Watford Crystal Palace. I think I in this one I'll put Palace as favorites because they have been really good till now. I agree. I think Palace will do well this season. I think they might be top ten. Um, well, I I think yes, uh, and then I, Roy Hodgson is. Prof- change the team completely like wow I, i was really impressed you know after that iceland debacle wow it's um, yeah. so, so surprising i think he was he has been really good for palace yeah then there is huddersfield cardiff don't no one cares bye bye and then we have uh, <laughs> fulham burnley uh, i don't know if anyone cares about this i think fulham should win i don't know i like mitrovic i have been impressed by him what do you think oh that um I don't know. I haven't really seen him yet. So um I yeah, I I'm not really sure. I guess I think yes. Yeah, I mean. We have to he has to pass the eye test first for us, right? Before. Yeah, I think he's a better option than King. <laughs> yes, everyone is a better option than King. <laughs> yeah. So I think that is that's us from today Andrea. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's been a nice pod, and I hope that people at least found our answers to their questions useful. Yeah, guys, thank you so much for all your questions. Thank you so much for listening to us. As you know, uh, we have started our new Twitter page on uh, with the Twitter handle at the rate. Uh, sorry, at the rate hell underscore football h e l l underscore football. Uh, you can follow me, Prashant Tiwari, your host, on Twitter at the at the rate fpl underscore Prashant fpl underscore p r a s h a n t, and then you can find Andrea uh, also on Twitter as fpl scientist. Okay. Yes. No underscore. Yes. <laughs> Give hell, football bloody hell a follow on Twitter. We'll be really grateful for that. Hopefully, we'll be able to provide you with more podcasts. But, uh, but guys, uh, well, we cover mostly FPL stuff. But if you have not heard the third episode of the podcast, uh, it was a pod where we talked about Croatia and the. Well, Croatia has a very different story, and Andrea is a Croatian. She's a Croatian football team fan, and then where I, where we talk about the Croatian team, what the World Cup meant to them, and what it meant to the country, and all of the other stuff. Uh, if you want to listen to that episode and the other episodes of the podcast. You can go and uh, follow the link on the Twitter page of Hell Underscore Football. The link is the link consists of all the links to the previous episodes as well. Uh, and I think that is it for now. Yeah, that's it. I okay, hope everyone has a lovely day, evening, or whatever time of day you're listening to this. And good luck for game week three. Yes, good luck, guys. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.